Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey talk about marketing to your pain points and figuring out behavior, entertaining or providing education with your content, and finding a good blend of personality to incorporate. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, had a fun show last night. Appreciate anybody who was uh, who was there with us, uh, engaging, hanging out. Still want to know. Let us know what you think about that show. Um, what you think about nighttime? I'm interested in it still. And um, yeah, so let us know what you thought. Um, I'm trying to make sure everything is going as it's supposed to. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about marketing to pain points, but I think we were going to update on the show too and what we were thinking. Do you want to get into that first or do you want to get yeah, into that? Yeah, let's do that. And okay. anyone who's watching, um, I would appreciate comments on this topic in particular because you're the ones that um, that matter. Um, Ryan and I have been talking. Go ahead, Ryan. No, I was saying you matter. That's all I was saying. Oh, I was adding it to um, what you saying. Ryan and I kind of took a moment after our show last night and we're talking about saturation. Um, you know, is, is there too much? And one of the questions we're asking ourselves is do, should we take a break? Should we be on five days a week um, all the time? Or should we take a break and maybe do almost like seasons or take a month off, come back and do a full month and have a plethora of guests you know, bring a ton of value and then take another period of time off and then come back with a plethora of guests. And I, I think that's an evolution. That's an evolving conversation that you and I are having. And I feel like I could be swayed in a couple of directions. And I do want to say, I, I talked to my wife about it a little bit this morning and she was like, I just feel like if you take too long off, people will lose their appetite to come back. And that's something that I keep in the back of my head too. Um, so I want to talk to you about it. I want to know what other people think. I want to know, you know, we, we, we should figure this out. I think that comes with the marketing execution as well in terms of saying season, like marketing it from as season one, the clips that we have season two coming soon, putting it up a little bit. And like you said, we're not taking, I, I would say not like a couple months off, uh, but maybe just break it up into weeks. And the only thing that would allow us to do is maybe give us a month to really hustle and have those guests all lined up have content already lined up about how the shows are going to go, just improve the show a little more. And I like how it goes and, and just getting on here and, and riffing. But I guess every single day, it feels like you're talking about the same thing, especially from the high level. We end up talking about LinkedIn on LinkedIn and, and where the organic reach is. And uh, I, I think there's some more actionable stuff we can do, but I kind of want to get back into the weeds more with advisors to spend more time doing that so we have more content to give back. Yeah. And I don't want to take months off either, plural. I, I'm thinking, like you said, it's you take a period of time off, you line up, you know, and, and you really can focus on some really uh, high level guests, bring them on, and then you you kind of go from there. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and I agree that people could forget about it. But I think if you make it, if the show's good and we improve it and bring on the right guests, you know, the, the, the content itself won't be ignored. The quality of, of the presentation, something I've been thinking a lot about since Keith said is the presentation and something, as long as that stays true, uh, I think people would be excited, but you're right. We don't have to take months off, but um, I'm not as worried, I guess, about the thinking about that as much as 
how how we would structure it, I guess how that would go, or if if people like jumping on and watching us every morning. I think we get a lot of the same people, but um, like I said, we can't always see everybody, and not every single person comments. So it's not we're not always able to see if it's different. You know, if somebody's like, "Oh, I can only catch a Tuesday," and somebody says, "Well, I only catch a Wednesday," I catch a Friday, then you know it kind of makes sense, and we realize that the same people aren't even hearing the same content. But we have to do what's right for us too. And I think if it gives yeah. us the period of time to refresh and get ourselves back together and it gives us an extra hour of our morning too, you know, that's something to consider. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So let us know what you think. Um, like I know Nick says he blocks time out to watch the show. He's usually commenting in here. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm interested in how, how everybody feels and are you really getting value every day? And I just don't want to have too many fluff episodes. It gets boring. So Thank you for giving us some of your time in terms of uh, focusing on that. Let us know how you feel because um, your your point of view is this kind of how we drive the show. We want to make sure we're providing value for you guys uh, and we're not just doing it for no reason. For sure. So the reason I brought up marketing to pain points is because, again, I'm trying to bring some more actionable thought and mindset change to what people should be doing. And I think that what you usually say, Corey, is that people aren't thinking about that stuff. They're not thinking about performance or th thinking about taxes or something like that. And I think that's true for the most part. But I think from the from the technical standpoint, from an advisor side, think about what you're actually helping people with, and then you know market to those pain points. So something might be it's it's hard to just say 401k rollover. You know, it doesn't really benefit somebody or value somebody. What somebody may want is peace of mind from professional relationship, or maybe they're uncomfortable in the market or whatever it may be. Um, let's see what, uh, yeah, let, let's jump in have more. Um, and where the hell was I going with that? Let's throw in the comment. Uh, in my opinion, take the rest of the year off, line up for 21, have more guests, maybe do three days a week. Don't get burned out. That's what I'm thinking too. Cause especially with the guests, the show takes care of itself. You can have conversations back and forth. It's not just us. It's everybody. Um, well, but then there's LinkedIn user coming back strong saying he appreciates it. Well, look, it's, I mean, just take a human behavioral side of things. Maybe you were not bringing the most value every day, but you could also have it on in the background while you're doing things. So, you know, True. there's that too. It's, it's, it, there's voids to be filled. It's just, we have yeah. to figure out what works the best, but don't break your train of thought. I want to know more about this marketing to pain points. Um, cause I, I have perspective on it and I want to hear where you're going with this. Well, my point is to think about like when it comes to, I guess, your ads and your content and how you present yourself and the things that you say in your script, all that I think people have trouble with because they're not focusing on the pain point of the person in front of them or the value of the person in front of them. So people usually feel lost in what to say. And I think there's at least a little bit of direction. <clears throat> and that's where I usually was getting into, you know, market research uh, the other day two days ago, I think Wednesday we were talking about it is a little bit of market research to find out what people need. I think the hardest thing always is when you're starting in your infancy and you don't have anybody to talk to, you don't have a general book of clients that you can build that information off of what is a pain point for most people. Um, I think when you have your own book, you can just ask people when you have your own relationships, you know, you can, you can figure that out. You can call people and say, or, or take, take the information from the meetings and start focusing on that. 
Um, but I think when you're young, you have to either ask other advisors or ask managers or ask anybody you have, ask parents, ask friends. What do you guys think about, you know, when it comes to money and start figuring out marketing pain points of people. And you might find out that your group is a little bit different, but I think everybody wants a little bit more of peace of mind. I think as marketers too, we talk about, we always back up at the high level and start talking about the emotion. You know, it's kind of like Coke sells happiness. You know, when I think about it, they don't, they're not like a soft drink. They don't say they, it gives you more energy. You know, it's like, it's refreshing and it's, it's happiness and like, you know, Chris, it's Christmas and stuff. So um, that's what I've been thinking about in terms of marketing, in terms of higher level of, you know, reaching people that capacity. If I was coaching a younger advisor, I would take a lot of the stuff that, you know, even Keith talked about last night as a foundational pillar of what I do. I would literally make a handful of videos that, that talked about what is, how to, you know, what to consider, you know, the three to five things that are the most common that come up. Um, and, and whether they come up or not, you can think of them. And, um, you know, I'm sure any advisor, you know, can think of three or f- three to five things that are common that you could talk about for five minutes and just answer on a video. And then the other ones would be, I would create content that markets the pain points, but I would use it in the context of based on conversations I've been having with clients. These are some things that I think you need to be considering. And I think if you put out or had a playlist or on your website, 10 videos categorized as top three things that people need to consider. And then the, what is how to, you know, the one-on-one level conversations, those 10 videos can carry your marketing for a long time because you could clip things out of them. You can speak to them and then they can just live on the website or live on YouTube or wherever they need to live and be that pillar content for you. I, that stuff is super easy to do and use this period of time, this, this slower holiday season to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. And I, I don't want to harp on too much of, but again, the, the the research and figuring out what people really need sometimes just comes with the conversations and talking to people. Um, and depending on where you are in your career, depending on who you have access to and asking, may figure out you know what you can say or drive those videos. But you're right. Um, it can carry you for a really long time. I think it's just about you know figuring out that framework and putting in the work and doing it. It's figuring out the human behavior when you're putting the content out and then how that human's going to react to it. Because here's the thing. If you're going out and marketing to pain points in a feed somewhere and you're getting in depth, the, the, the receiver on the other end of that doesn't want to necessarily be in depth at that point in time. When they want to be in depth is exactly what Keith Wilson pointed out last night, which is what we've talked about in the past is when they search it. What do I do about taxes in 2021 or Roth rollover? Um, you know, all those questions that people actually ask, if you can answer them when they're when they need to ask them, that's when you're going to have the buy in. It's the thing that I point to advisors or that I struggle with advisors is when they get into the weeds in the feed, like you have to really have a brand to be able to get into the weeds in the feed of a social platform and have people engage with it. And there's very few that can do it. I can name a couple right now, but I'm not going to. But I there are some that are really good at it. But most people cannot get into depth, into deep conversation about um, financial rules and, and, and ways of thinking about things in a feed because we're not in the feed to be overwhelmed. We're in the feed taking a break from our work. Like, I can't say that enough. 
Right. No, I completely agree. So when you're going on LinkedIn, usually either you, you might be doing that, but you can be researching sometime, something. I realize sometimes even when I go to LinkedIn for a purpose, you kind of get lost there, but there's still a reason that you're going there. It's not always just to just to float around kind of where I think you're doing on Facebook or where you're on LinkedIn. You're just scrolling to scroll Instagram. Um, I think YouTube has a little bit more purpose. So that's true. And I think everybody, you know, one thing I learned from Keith is to put a little bit more thought into your videos when you're doing that rather than just having the regular, you know, hey guys, how's it going? Uh, just had this random thought that you're putting on, you know, LinkedIn. Um, I may take a little bit more time to structure something and make a little more storytelling and, and try to provide that. And the other thing I would add is to add some positivity to marketing to pain points. I don't mean that in the sense of scaring people. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, you can always use the turbulence going on, but I would always try to be the calming, positive voice that comes out of it rather than, you know, uh, again, I don't mean like worried that your portfolio is going to crash, you know, because of the president's changing. Cause I think a lot of people think about that. And I guess that's a topic you can use, but I don't know, just be gentle with no, your No, you're going the right way. With it. You're know? saying, yeah. what you're saying is you come out and say, I get it. This is super stressful, but yeah. it's not too late. We can figure this out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically. And I think everybody can agree with that. That that's that's what brings a little like positivity to you. Um positive marking goes a long way. I think negative can get reactions and can get mm. remarks, but it's not the it's not what gets business and it's not what builds brand in the long run. Scare tactics don't feel good. They they might get your attention in the moment, but they don't feel good long term. Yeah, agreed. So let me circle back because I want to use myself as an example of this. When you're searching for help and when you're being forced something in a feed, mm -hmm. I do a lot of the back end stuff on our website and the graphics and everything. And when I have a challenge or a question about Adobe Illustrator or putting a piece of code in the back of the website that makes something happen, I'm not hoping that that shows up in the LinkedIn feed ever. Mm -hmm. Like, And right. if it did, I would skip past it anyways, even if it would be helpful to me because I'm not in that frame of mind. But when I need it, I search it. Like that's so simple. And that should be applied to financial advisors and every business. So what are what are we looking for if we're looking to escape? I mean, sometimes I obviously appreciate learning something I wasn't looking for. And I think the most thing I would appreciate is to be entertained. But that's mm -hmm. a difficult thing for everybody to do. So or what would you say which should be considered entertaining? What do you what do you think we want out of well, use yourself as an example. What do you platforms? like? When you see a post that you like and you engage with, it's either entertaining or it provides a level of education that stimulated you. It's it's not, why does my Yeti mic echo when I'm speaking into it from the side? Well, you might be curious about that and you might want to Google that at noon, but you're not, you don't want that in a feed. That's ridiculous. True. But if it popped up and it solved my problem forever... I'd be like, There's cool. obviously <laughs> situations that it would work out, but it's not. No, like I get what you're saying. I get it. I get it. And you're right. Um, so it just makes me think about what kind of content I guess everybody should be putting out because it's, uh, do, do you think people should stay farther away from financial content and not be talking about it and be talking from a, from a personal sense? Or we always say to mix it in. Um, do you think that just gets lost? I, I do think there's value to having content that people still don't engage in. Maybe a, maybe a straight up tax post uh, doesn't doesn't move the needle per se, but it still adds to your brand in terms of the people that see it. Know you know what you're talking about. Think you're smart and know you can add that value. But maybe it's not something. Maybe it's not a talking point, so they move past. Do you see you value in that? People, 
the people who do really well in the feed in financial services do really well in the feed in financial services because they have found the right blend. I, I'm thinking of someone in my mind right now who can be a total goof, can entertain the hell out of people, can have a lot of fun, but then literally the next day turns it and it's thought provoking and it gets you thinking. Or then the day after that, it has a lot of numbers and it, it if you know, it's not my cup of tea, but for many, they they read into it and they find that to be to be helpful, that that in-depth stuff. And then the next day it turns back on its head and it's funny and humorous and you know, it's just finding the blend. You we all know who's boring and who's not just based on our we can think of a handful of people. And um, if your content's not getting engaged with, odds are it's boring. Mm-hmm. That's good. Finding your blend, I think, is a good a good topic or something that we could stick on, like a good honing point. I think everybody has their different different blend of what that may be, especially with your constriction, like with your restrictions. You know, some people can can only talk about certain things, but if you have that flexibility, I do think it's good to put all of it in there. You know, even if you don't get something that obviously there, you know, it's not going to, you know, one of Keith's videos or a slide deck that specifically talks about social security isn't going to do as well as a truthful mutual video, but that's not the point, you know? So I think it's good to put everything in there and, um, and to, and to sprinkle that in and, and to test new things to see what works and, um, and just go you know from I'm there. I'm getting sick of hearing, dude. I'm, I'm getting so sick of hearing the blaming of the algorithm. Like I get it. The algorithm changes and, and LinkedIn messes with it all the time and no one really knows. It's a, it's a total wizard of Oz situation. Um, but as advisors, you guys all know, like the market is the market. Like if you put out content that doesn't get engaged with, it might have 300 views, 400, a thousand views, but it is not a lot of likes. People just don't like it. Like, sorry. Like, that's just the way it is. It happens to me all the time. It happens to all of us. We put out stuff and it's the wrong time of day that the algorithm doesn't want to push it. But at the same time, it's not the most engaging content. Like we have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. True. Nick's hit a home run with that, but that's, he's, that's his thing. And, and he does a really good job with boring is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, I see stuff all the time and I'm like, boy, you've got so much more to bring to the table and you just, for some reason are stuck in this. You, you, people can't break out of this. They're wearing the wrong hat. They're wearing this, this 19 uh, or 2002 LinkedIn hat or 2002 social media hat still. It's, it's not right. And I'm trying to always think about how do we guide somebody like Nick has, I feel like multiple things, you know, boring is beautiful and has his drawings. And I think, you know, Keith has his videos and again, he has a lot of graphics. So he's starting to trail into other things. How do you, how do people find their thing? I can't think of anything besides just testing things and trying, trying video, writing articles. Did Corey just leave? Is he gone? <laughs> it's the damn furnace. Uh, there's something on it broken and it gets really loud. Every time somebody walks by, I don't know if you guys can hear my dog, but that's that's how that goes. Um, so you're saying how do you come up with... How do we guide people to find their thing? They have to know where they're comfortable, the medium. Like I can't force someone to be a, a video you know, expert. I can't force yeah. someone to be a better writer, like whatever you're... Everything, right? It's like it's who you're talking to. And a lot of people are like, how does this ad sound? And I'll look at it and it'll just be you know, just like to retirees. And now, now that I think about it from a real marketing perspective, I know what I'm thinking from an advisor perspective. That's what I would think. Oh, I want to talk to retirees, but it's, but it's 
but the but the the connection to that it needs to be i guess it needs to be more um it's human man like yeah. i think back to the last you know some of the corporate jobs i've had and we could do everything we could to get some of these senior people in front of a camera to bring value to the audience but they always went back to cnbc commercial mode mm -hmm. and like that cnbc commercial mode doesn't work on social media it works on cnbc and that's what's expected from shareholders but that's not what the humans want when we're all engaging with you on social media like people want to see you know you be a little bit more raw and and human than they do uh, affecting the stock price in real time and that's where i need to break all advisors down and everybody else down who's just not kind of getting that yeah so what yeah. is it like does that make sense to you yeah, it does completely. Of course. It's just, it's so frustrating. Like it seems so easy, but it's like people, I swear they sit down at their computer and they like, they cannot get through this force field. Sorry, my computer's being fuzzy and it's jumping in between. I don't know if I look okay or if I'm frozen, but it's, um, um, I, I completely agree. And that's, that's the thing. I think it's always, you know, I try not to, I try to give, I guess, technical things, but then it always gets high level because then I realize, like, oh, that most of this is mindset switches. And I can tell you one post specifically what to put, but I can't, I can't tell you every single post about what to do every single time. Eventually, you know, you have to learn and start taking over, which is, you know, the whole point of what we're trying to do. And that's my point of saying, how do we give people the mindset or the confidence or the, the tools to start learning their thing. But again, what I'm realizing is, you know, the best marketing comes from really the best businesses too. I realize it, it backs all the way into mm -hmm. uh, the process and how they deal with, deal with their relationships and, and, and the whole thing kind of comes together. And I think it's a lot easier when, and that's and why I get into that is because some people are just starting in a business and they don't even know who they're talking to. Some people are taking over a book of business, so they don't even have their footing. They're, they're talking to somebody else's uh, relationships and they're trying to find their, their self in there as they're taking over. And a lot of people are in weird spots. So it's like, how do I market? What do I do? And while we can always go back to high level authenticity and things like that, that's what makes it difficult is everybody is in such a weird position or in a different position. And yeah, in that situation, you keep it simple and you, I would start with email. I, I mean, you're going to have people's email addresses if you're in business. So I would start there. That's what I would do. And, you know, we had a conversation earlier in the week with a client and it's like, they're all the stuff we've been preaching. They're still breaking the rule of sending out that automated canned crap. And it's like, here's the solution to this. Literally don't send the automated canned crap, send a personal email to everybody. And it can be the same email to everybody, but send it from your voice, like you speaking, that will mm -hmm. change everything. And my point of when I, when we were talking about automated emails was somebody actually was getting a client from it. And it's like, well, you can't really, you can't really argue if something's working, but then I would, you know, I think one of the things that happens with, with marketing is everything works. It's just what would be better. Would you have gotten would you have gotten two or three appointments or two clients if you would have sent something personal? You know, I don't know. And that's when I think we get into uh, that's when you get into that conversation. It's what's better and how can you be better using your time to make those connections that actually leads to business. So and that's what I'm thinking about at the end of the day, you know, what we're trying to get business, we're trying to add relationships, we're trying to make money. So I'm trying to think of here's money and we're backing, we're backing into it. 
by adding the value to the person and talking to people. A lot of this gets high level, but you're always focusing in on obviously trying to make money because that's what everybody's doing with their business. That's what we want marketing to do. It's not like I want everybody to have fun when they're marketing because I don't want you to quit. But we don't always do this for fun. We do this because we're trying to make money. And, you know, I think there's certain ways that are easier to do that. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of people, like you were saying, Corey, miss the opportunity to just send something personal to their clients or do something simple to their current book that I, I think there's a lot of steps people can take and advisors can take before they even start marketing out to the world. There's so much here. Like the one thing that I think about is none of us are doing this perfectly. Like yeah. some are doing it to the point where they focus so much on content that they need to bring some more production value in and swing that pendulum back. Some are doing so much on the production value that maybe being more frequent and having less production would help. Some are making their videos, they're super awesome and there's so much content in them, they're just too long. Some cut them off too short. Like no one's doing it perfectly, but there's a lot of people that are doing a really good job. On top of that, I think about people, you know, it might not be in an advisor's wheelhouse to be involved in marketing. And if that's the case, like recognize that and figure that out. Like if you just want to have your head down and stuck in the numbers and in the books and 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 the data all day long that's awesome like that's who you are and and have the self-awareness to do that but don't ignore that marketing will help grow your business just figure out how to get the right people to help you with marketing i agree and i agree there's a level of help and i also think with all the channels we have these days that almost every personality can grab some channel of marketing that they can do themselves so i think it's a mixture there I think for the most part, I think, you know, like you said, I've noticed a lot of analytical number crunchers that really have a hard time stepping out of that mindset when they're marketing because there is a little bit of art to it. And when you take out the X equals and the the unknown of, of how it will perform or how to edit and cut what, it just it feels uneasy, you know, sometimes with a personality that's like, I, I see this plan, I see these numbers. Of course, you don't know exactly but at least it gives you answers. You're used to answers. And I think a lot of marketing has, has, has no answer to it, you know, until it performs, it either performs or it doesn't. I think that's hard for some people to let go of and, and kind of what art is, is doing something and showing it to the world and just accepting how it does and moving on from there. I really think that concept is difficult for, for a lot of, especially analytical numbers people. The overlap and correlation that I'm finding between the behaviors of marketers and financial planners is getting ridiculous because I'm just another one just comes to mind. Like, haven't you guys all walked out of a client conversation, gotten off the phone or walked out of a meeting and felt like, holy shit, like, why do they not get it? Like, it would be so much smarter if they did this. Like, haven't you guys all had that feeling? And guess what? I have the same feeling when I talk to when I talk marketing with people who don't get marketing. I'm like, oh my God, if we just did this, it would change your life. It would change your business. There's so much here. If we just executed on this and you guys are all saying the same thing to your clients about uh, people not being in the right products or the right fit or doing the right thing with their money. And it's so obvious and you can tell them nine ways from, you know, whatever, like you get it. They don't marketing, I get it. And many others don't. And it drives me crazy just as much as the other way drives you crazy. And that's just a a battle we're always fighting. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Um, I really like how you put that because it's true. And I think that does come with 
especially when, because now we're in social media, right? I think when everybody was dealing with person, you're dealing with postcards, you know, it just, it, it kind of, uh, there, there was still an art to it. There were words you could put, but it was really, really a numbers game. And I think a lot of people grew their business that way. So even though they were marketing, it was still, I spend $1,000, mm-hmm. I get 40 people in a room, I get 10 appointments, I get three clients every month and they built their business. And then you step on social media where you're like, people are want, don't even want you in their face and you have to figure out how to communicate through that, you know, paid ads on some platforms where we're not growing organically and it just... It's just very difficult to figure out the art side and and how to I guess how to navigate you know that the new world we live in. I on marketers company right the, my marketing company on this um, the the other business I lost a client um, didn't I never had him as a client RIA um, couldn't get him on board he was literally paying another firm eight thousand dollars a month to do the most ass backwards, old fashioned crap, mailing, um, buying leads, you know, SEO, all this stuff that like doesn't work anymore, but was promised and and was fed, fed this, this package in a sheet that said, you're going to get X, you're going to get X, you're going to get X. And I'm not one to come on here and, and tear down the building. And, and I don't want to raise, I don't want to have the tallest building in town by knocking yours down. I want to just build a better building. I, you know, my, my advice to him was to just pay close attention to it. Um, that's not how I would do it. I would do it this way. Um, and, and I still am watching this, this person spend that much money doing it that way, because that's how they feel like it can be justified They They feel like there's a number that can be put on it, which there just isn't. Uh, I, yeah, again, and, and maybe it's annoying. It's annoying to hear that. And it is dumb. And again, I can go back to a newspaper that I said that I mentioned before that we were that we were like, okay, we were focusing on special needs parents. So we went into a news article where a lot of parents were, were supposed to be there. And it was 300 some dollars a month or something 350 a month for one of these small ads. And I a six month relationship felt, you know, always felt like it was, it was a bad idea. But they hand you this sheet. And it says, a big bold letters of 64% and 80% does this and people read this and you're like, well, that's a, that's a lot. 80% mm-hmm. is a lot. And it's just like, but I don't know. You got to be careful with data. Like data is important, but da- the right data is important. And I think we're in a world where there's so much data. You just have to be careful with just, just vomiting numbers and things like that of, of, of random expectations that people give you with, with those numbers and, and look for real results. Um, and that, that's, what's difficult. And I think, I think it's, it's tough. Um, it, it's tough to find the right people to work with when that happens. I think advisors have the same trouble finding good marketers in the same way that people have trouble finding good advisors. You're always worrying if you're just charging a lot because you want to look important. If you're really going to send me in the right direction, if, if you're really going to do what, what I need. That's why this stuff's important because it's a relationship game. You build a relationship with somebody, right? And and then you feel good about it. Whether or not they're providing you results, you feel like it's at least an honest relationship and they're trying for you. Right. I think at the end of the day, like you always want results and performance long term, but in short term, that's what that's what gets you through until uh until you know you do what you say you're gonna do. Yep. Um, I like this from Russell. You should make a marketing playbook for your clients. 
could be a short ebook that has a has a lightly ordered list and light explanations. And what do you mean list in terms of like what people should do? Something to provide value and point to when having conversations about what to do. Oh yeah, I guess what people should do when it's just it's just hard. Again, those ebooks I feel like get very general and you say very high level. And I guess you can put some some points in there that maybe not everybody knows. Like for example, how to take advantage of whether if you're going to use Twitter, how to use the Twitter feature. Like if you're going to be looking for specifically people there. Um, if you're going to be on LinkedIn, you can do the same thing. You know, sometimes people can only DM and hunt. So that's what I'm saying when I think of that. So I guess it depends which advisor we're talking to. Um, and that's I why mind I like the ebook thing. I wouldn't, here's my thing with all that. Everything works. I just wouldn't make an ebook um, or a print playbook my first thing because I, I like to apply this rule of thumb to all things marketing. Does this match the behavior that I would take part in? And yeah. obviously I'm not your ideal client, but does this match the behavior that my mom or whomever you're targeting would take part in? And yeah. to think that people are sitting down and reading all this stuff in depth, maybe they are. And if they are, then it works, but maybe That's they're the not. Thing. That's the thing I think about too, is advisors and you guys can answer me for this. I know there's read a lot of them read. So maybe that's why articles work and why print still feels more comfortable because you read so you, other people read but you know is that where they're where they're spending their time and still worth your dollars and that's what's that's what's tough is is too is is reading enough you know i don't know um but wouldn't so, like couldn't we also argue that 64 year old nancy who's retiring um with millions of dollars or whatever like she's also in facebook watching video and maybe right. that's, tired that's, of my, reading. That, that's my point too. And are you going to get through to her on her mailbox? Or are you going to get through to her on Facebook? Um, you know, I'm not sure. And I think that's why I, I think, again, that's why everything works and you can do a mixture. Again, I always go back to where, where we were doing a print newsletter and uh, it was the thing we stuck to and did consistently put a lot of personal touch in there and some informational stuff and people loved it. Yep. You know, they, they, they read it. They talked about it all the time. They sent emails, you know, and uh, it's just something they liked. Everything works, but use, use, um, you know, don't start with the har the harder stuff to create, you know, so everything works, but start with the lower hanging fruit and then work your way back to the stuff that takes longer and costs more. Can you make it a pop-up book for me? <laughs> My kids too. Yeah. You got it. A pop-up marketing book for advisors. That would be funny. I'm sure. It would <laughs> I wonder work. how that <laughs> That's the way it works, man. <laughs> yeah. I got to figure that out now. I got to think write about it, write a children's book with like subliminal messages for the adult picking up as they're reading it to the kids. Now you're on the one. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's all we got guys. Appreciate your time. Um, unless you have anything to, to add Corey, um, you know, always appreciate you guys asking your questions and engaging with us. It really makes the show more fun and we will, uh, I don't know what we're doing yet. You know, we'll let you know, keep, keep giving us your, your opinions, obviously, if you have them, but um, we'll figure out, you know, how we're going to go go about the show from here on out. Um, we're always going to do it. We're just trying to figure out how, you know, should we just keep doing it every day? I don't know. I just, again, I feel like even after a month or so, we've already started to circle around and talk about the same stuff. Um, and I always say that that's okay for other advisors. Maybe that's okay for us. But I don't want to sit here on the show and feel like it's boring and we have that weird feeling like we're just we're just talking about the same thing over and over and there's not a, 
a passion or good conversation about it. So that's what I think we worry about, Corey. And that's what I don't want for you guys is to watch a show where you're like, oh, this again, or get bored. Well, that's or us eating our own dog food. And that's what I love about it. Because if we're sure. not inspired by it, we can't expect others to be inspired by it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, cool. So last comment by Russell, uh, do this first, then that is essentially what I meant. I wouldn't write an ebook. I have other things to do first. Maybe uh, for you, that's right. But maybe it's not. But that could be there to sentence about. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. it's always something to consider. And again, I like to say that everything works to a certain to to a certain degree. It's just about where to spend your time and where to spend your money. Because I think some things work better than others. Of course, everything works. I think everybody could go out and door knock and be successful if you did the numbers game and really stuck to it. But um, you know, is that where you should be spending your time? I'm not sure. Yep. So thanks so much, guys, for being here, and um, we will see you soon. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.